But you have major scoring factor, man. Yeah, um, yeah we already figured out how that worked. Uh, all right, I'm going to tell it. You brought it up. I was going to let it go. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. You brought it up. So Craig starts talking all this shit to me. The wait, 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 wait. Because when you shot PCC, all you do is bitch about, oh, major scoring factor, major scoring factor. Major scoring factor is bullshit. Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy next level podcast. We are starting this this off with my buddy, Mr. Craig McElhaney, the Florida State PCC champion, Mr. 2022 PCC champion. Um, so he got his name added to the big cup. Craig, show off that big cup you got, brother. There you go. That's it right there. It says traveling trophy, so I don't get to keep it. This is a big, big monstrosity of a, <laughs> a cup thing. Kind of cool, though. Yeah, Your name's on awesome. It's pretty awesome, man. It's a big accomplishment. Yeah, it is. Trophy. There's a lot of guys, a lot of good shooters on there, uh, on that trophy, win, winning that trophy. So it was, yeah. uh, I gave back my trophy this year. I gave back McCary Optics trophy and decided to shoot uh, open this year at the Florida State Championship. Um, did you bring your trophy or do you think you were going to no, keep this I, one too? I brought my trophy this time. I actually brought my trophy this time. So anybody. Why don't you tell them, know, tell them what happened with that? Yeah. So anybody who doesn't know, uh, the last year's match, the Florida state championship that I went to, I was the PCC champion. And, uh, obviously most of you guys know that follow me that I switched over from PCC to carry optics last year. And when I switched over, I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm not shooting PCC, you know, no big deal. Let's just go to the match. Well, I forgot to bring the traveling trophy, which it's the only, it says it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It says, it. It traveling trophy. <laughs> it's the only nice trophy I would say. Well, actually I really liked my, uh, PCC, my PCC national C class national championship trophy. That thing was really cool. It was the, like acrylic, uh, like see-through, I mean, plastic kind of cool. thing. It's probably not worth as much as that trophy, like looks-wise uh, or even value. But to me, I, I, know. I, I that big trophy is, you know, it's pretty awesome to have that, even though I don't really have many places to store that kind of crap at my house right now. But, um, yeah, man, so, it was, so that was it for me, man. I had to give it up. I, um, I, I took um, fifth overall. <clears throat> Oh, what a Which was pretty good considering uh, everything. No, it wasn't bad. It sucked. Fifth sucks, dude. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Fifth sucks. It just, I shot a, I shot one of the most inconsistent matches I've shot and still shot consistently, if that makes sense, because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it you were, you were, had the flu. I mean, you were sick though too, man. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I don't use that as an excuse. I mean, I but that's a fact. That is what it is. I know, you but know. I was able to run around and shoot and do my thing. And at the end of the day, I was, the match was mine to lose in the last two stages. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't keep my focus at that point. I couldn't keep my focus in the match because yeah. of I, I do think that the finally being sick, I mean, all day I would just felt like crap. You know, I just, I'd kind of recovered, but not recovered um, from it. So from being sick. So I didn't, I don't know. Like I said, I, I try not to put too much into no, there's no excuses for me. I don't, I don't use excuses. I'm not an excuse guy. 
Um, I'm sure it affected me. I know it affected me, especially at the end. Um, and we'll get, get into that. Actually, we can get into it now, man. We, we had, a, um, we shot stage nine and 10 after lunch. Those two stages were back to back in the same bay, um, where it was shoot one and then shoot another. And both were very technical. We shot the, it took, we, we sat easily for over an hour. It was tough. That. Rough. I, I honestly thought no no it was more than that it i was, was more gonna than say that. i was just gonna say that i think it was close to two hours that we waited on that bay yeah and, and some of it didn't it some of it was the match some of it was squads in front of us not pasting and i don't mean the squad directly in front of us those guys were good uh but squads in front of them didn't really paste because uh, we were sitting there watching that stage quite a bit and you could tell that the ro's were having to yell at people to paste. And, and, and when you have double bay or double stages in one bay, it's. Yeah. And we had a lot, and I was during a lunch break too. We had a lunch break there. Right. So, so we came off of, we came off of the classifier stage. We had a classifier right before that, that was a little bit of distance to walk to. So we had to walk from that stage and then they told us to go to lunch, which actually would have worked out really well. If. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, some of that cold still there. If we would have had everything on time on that specific bay uh, or, you know, nine, it was stage nine and 10. Um, if we would have had that stage on time, we probably wouldn't have had the two hour wait. The problem is, is those guys, you, you have a double bay. One of them, you, you start, it's a double, I don't want to say it's a double string, but it was some one-handed forced one-handed shooting. And then you went over to a stage that had two max traps and a swinger on it. So there's three activators to reset all at the same time, all in one time, right? So, I mean, you have all of those things. You have pieces of steel on the other stage, steel on the left stage. There was just a lot to reset. And when you're splitting up squads of what, what, how many did we end up having on our squad? Seven? Yeah, we had a small squad. So yeah. seven. And there was yeah. usually, there was 11 or 12 man squads. So we only yeah. had seven. It was and the squad, hard. remember, we went for lunch, and then the squads were still shooting 9 and 10. Yep. That RO group still needed to get a lunch break, and they got like a – they had to go break for lunch, and they took a small lunch break. I mean, they didn't even eat – they must have gobbled it down. Yeah. I, you know, and I, so. I don't – dude, there, you'll never see me ever, ever complain about an RO taking no, a break. No. Ever, no. ever, ever. No, no, no. I mean, I, there's no way in hell, especially for the volunteering that we do as this sport is – I would never complain about the ROs taking a break ever. So that wasn't what the issue was. It was just the fact that the way that stage, the way the stages were set up and it wasn't set up in a bad way. It just requires no. laboring. People need to work. And, you know, we, I talked about this uh, not too long ago, but people just don't, they don't think about anything else, but their shooting, which is fine. I get it. Their job isn't to, uh, you know, run the match, but, you have to realize that, you know, you're not the only people on the range and you should paste and get out there and work. So we had a short man. Uh, we, we were at a short squad. We only had seven guys. So what we decided or that I asked everybody, I guess, was, hey, let's not reload our, our mags when we're done with the stages and let's repay. Let's paste first and then we'll load up at the end. And that almost burned me too. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that in a minute. Yeah, but that almost burned me. Though. You know, no, no, no. There was my mental. It was because that break and the mental. There was a lot of crap that went on. Yeah. So, so we ended up. All of us skipped uh, loading our mags and and 
um, obviously we all were loaded before we shot that stage, but we all shot both stages and then reset. And honestly, we were in and out of there. And I think that's the first time that I saw that yeah, we, stage that had nobody for it. Yeah, yeah. We were out of there before the next squad even showed up. Yeah. Um, so we did pretty good. Now, granted, we were only seven shooters, only seven guys, but we still but, shot a fast but seven shooters. Resetting is what takes the longest, right? It's not the shooting. That's going to take us as long, but resetting with only seven people takes a lot longer. Um, especially when you got two bays to, to reset, uh, that, that RO staff on both of those stages did an amazing job. They worked their asses on awesome. that stage. Those guys yeah. pasted and reset, uh, constantly just so they could stay on schedule. That was definitely probably one of the harder bays to, uh, stay on schedule with. Yep. But, um, yeah, man. So that, that actually stage started to affect your shooting, huh? Like you were talking about it. And I, I mean, I'll get back yeah. into mine obviously later, but, um, it really affected your, your shooting there, huh? So that stage, um, <clears throat> stage 10, I did very well. I burned that down. And that was the first, you know, you shot stage 10 first, and then you actually walked over to stage nine. Oh, you mean the one with uh, the one with no draw and that strong hand shooting stuff that PCC mm -hmm. has? Oh, yeah, yeah. You should have a real tough stage for you. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so i'll explain i'll give you guys an explanation uh, I'll, I'll try to actually grab a clip of that video uh, maybe i'll get craig to show me his because mine was uh poo poo but yeah. um uh, and again that was after a two-hour wait uh it's pretty difficult to go and just start slinging one-handed shots it, at it, steel and swingers yeah that that's not that's a, a stage for me one-handed tough with a two-hour break is tough well, and i'm not confident at all right now with the open gun strong hand weekend um I, I went out and practiced the other day or gave a class with my carry optics gun uh just to save money it saves money and, and i really love that gun um but i i shot some one-handed strong and weekend and that gun just fits my hand really well so you know, you really start to realize how well the gun fits when you're shooting with very technical, fundamental things like strong hand, weak hand. So the the open gun for me personally, I just don't have it 100% yet. Uh, I'm not used to having to drive down my hand on a on a on a safety like I do. Uh, there's no safety on the canic; it's thin, so I hold my hand differently. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of different things that I do with the canic that I that I haven't figured out with the open gun yet. So it's coming. I mean, again, it's it's coming. There's no excuses for for it. I just need to spend some time behind it. I just I, I took an off season this year for the first time, so I feel a little bit behind. <laughs> if that dude, yeah, I don't know, bro. You dude, I just shoot you shot much, some so. some of the stages you freaking destroyed. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, I still have it. You know what I mean? Like my mentality is to attack and, and this, this match specifically this match or this range made for that. is very much built for, well, it was my old home range. I mean, this is where I learned how to shoot. So it was a very, I don't want to say a burner state match or a burner uh, club because the, you know, I never built stages that you just ran across straight lines and shot. I always made it to where you had to work and to get better lots of in and outs lots of position stuff but um this honestly for people who haven't never seen this range or never been to the wyoming antelope club where this uh, match was it is actually very similar to an indoor range one berm all against the back wall um it's very very similar to an indoor range there's a lot of things that you can do though at this range you can't do it indoor range because it's designed as an outdoor range without three berms, right? With only one berm. So they have walls and every, you know, you can 
drive things into the ground so you can have swingers that don't tip over. There's lots of different things that you can do and not have to deal with sandbags and all the stuff that those guys do on the indoor, you know, clubs that are a real pain in the ass uh, for them to deal with. I, I couldn't imagine trying to set up an indoor match where you're hanging stuff off the ceiling and, you know, it's, it's yeah. gotta be a pain in the ass where you're not putting walls on the ground. You, you know, you gotta, you worry about people slipping and falling all the time. There's, there's, it's just another level of thinking when you're building those kind of matches, you know, but uh, yeah, this well, anyway, getting, de so, de definitely built for attacking. Right. So yep. I kept that attitude throughout the whole match. And I will tell you, I knew something was wrong with the way I shot on stage, our very first stage, which was stage three. Um, I shot well on that stage, but I wasn't going to allow it to define the way I was going to shoot the match because I didn't shoot it as fast as I could have. Um, I was lucky enough that I shot on Sunday, which was our, the last day of the match. And we already had everybody scores in that. So Chris Tilly, a couple other guys had already shot at GMs for open. So I had some scores to follow and, and kind of keep an eye on not, not, I don't chase scores, but I really like to kind of get an idea of the time. You know, uh, obviously, are they shooting a lot of alphas? You know, those kind of things. You kind of check those things out. Um, but I don't really base my shooting on anyone else's shooting. I base it on my own self. Um, my first stage was, I would say I was probably a second off the pace. It was I good. would agree. It was, it was good. I was a second off the pace by the time I got done, obviously, looking at all the scores and everything. I was definitely a second off the pace. So I lost a little bit of points there. Um, and then I ripped off two stage runs in a row and I crushed those. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I actually crushed those very, I, I actually shot every stage that I shot at the level that I normally shoot at. I ended up winning high overall on those stages. Um, but I don't shoot matches to win high overall on stages, <laughs> right? I mean, we've talked about this before with stage nine, you know, like you seem to always beat me on stage nine and you did again this time. Uh, that was that. No, did I? Yeah, that was the one-handed shooting stage. No, I think that was ten. No, it was the. It was right. You went. You shot nine first, and then ten. Ten was on the left. Oh, again, I, I, I you know, the stages that I won, I shot at my my ability and my level of the way I'm supposed to shoot. But then I would have these really weird um, stages that would just kind of catch catch me uh, off guard. So, and what I mean by that is my level of focus. It was really, it was really, really hard to stay focused during this match. And what I mean by that is yeah. that micro millimeter time that we shoot in that quarter of a second that we don't do anything else in life yep. in. And I would just drop the ball. Um, so really, I mean, to the, to the point where you even skip an entire target. Yeah, man. And, I, and honestly, I, I've I, never, I have not seen that in year in three years. So I went back and looked at the scores of the match and I actually win or I still wouldn't have won the match. Um, if I would have shot that target, I wouldn't have won the match. I would have ended up second overall by um, five points. So I went in, I'll just kind of summarize how the match went towards the end here. I went in after stage nine and 10, I shot stage 10 really well. So after the break that we had the two hour break, I go into stage nine and crush it. Or I, I don't do well on stage nine after the two hour wait. It was a very bad stage for me. It was, I shot the paper in the back, reloaded one to strong hand, lost my dot, kind of started pulling the trigger to find it, found it, shot two pieces of steel, a swinger, and then a uh, two pieces of steel and a swinger. Um, 
I knew I wasn't mentally ready <clears throat> from the beginning of that stage just because we sat there so long. But I mean, I went to the safe table and worked and worked and worked and dry fired and dry fired and worked on my reloads and one handed shooting and all of those things. But I just couldn't get my brain to work. It, it just I needed a stage that I could run around on, I guess. Right. Like those stages that you have to stand and shoot are just such mental warfare on just execution. And I, I did not do well on that stage. So I, I went directly from that stage to a even more technical stage where you had a unloaded start stomp pad, two max traps and a swinger, but the two max traps were uh, no penalty mics. So on that specific stage, uh, I had to make a decision whether I was going to go for all of the max traps and the swinger and have a longer time, or if I was going to go for skip the max trap on the left and just go for time. And obviously I still had to have hits on the one max trap and the swinger. And then there was a small piece of steel. I'll try to post that up for you guys to see it um, in here. So it's something you guys can kind of visualize, but it is definitely one of those things that there was a lot, yeah, a lot going on on that Very stage and, and, yeah. and the way you, um, so the one I was going to add, so um, the way you had, stage plan out i watched how you had to be outside the box but you were you kind of positioned yourself to where you were literally you know not in front of the barrel but you were like kind of close and right on it because a lot of people stood on the side of the box and that put them further away and they actually had to lean further over this table so i watched and we we figured out after watching you we talked about it where you could manipulate your foot and get around to where you're literally right over the table and you can grab this stuff so that that kind of helped um, mentally like that, there was so much going on on that stage. And I was, you know, that we had that break that, you know, I had, okay. I was like, all right, I'm going to use this mag. I'm going to reload. I had bullets in my pocket. I'm going to reload this mag and I'm going to use that and run the stage. Well, I shot stage, whatever it was, nine or 10, the one where the one handed thing, but with PCC, you don't need to do that. And I went over there with the unloaded start. I didn't reload that mag and I forgot. And so I went in and ran that stage and I loaded up. And I shot everything. And then when I, I forgot to hit the stomp pad, I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I got to hit the stomp pad. So I, I lost probably a second. I'm like, oh, and then when I ran the stage, I realized on low show clear, I was dry. My mag was empty. It was the last shot. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm such an idiot. Like a mental, like mentally, man, like, dang, man. Like that almost was a, a big screw up. You know, and then all your mags were on the table. So I would have had to reach over, grab a mag, look, you know, oh, so there's a potential. Funny. That in itself says a lot about that. It's a two hour, you know, it's two it's hours rough. of sitting it's, there. It's rough, man. You know, and it's, it's just not, it's not good. I mean, that, that's part of the issue is that you're sitting there for two hours and then you have to get up for what you're doing, right? Like you got to yeah. be excited. You got to be pumped up. You got to, you got to be mentally ready. You just, it's, it's the worst. And honestly, it's something that I've noticed that I, I don't want to say that I struggle with it, but I definitely see a fall in my performance every time I shoot those kind of stages. It, it happens all the time. After a break or even after lunch, it's tough, man. And, and, and I think, I guess everybody deals with it. Um, and you, you know, we can talk about the last match we shot at uh, the Florida, um, the Florida sectional. sectional. Uh -huh. in in volusia and we had to sit and sit and sit and sit on like three stages in a row 
because no, the squad, not the squad in front of us, but the squad in front of them was terrible at getting pasting and doing whatever they were doing. So, I mean, again, I don't concern myself with anybody else while I'm at a match, but it's just like, come on guys. Like, seriously, you got, it's like golf, right? Like it's the etiquette, move your ass and get out of the way. Like you got other people behind you that need to do the same thing you're doing. And it's, it's not, it's, there's, it's a, a disadvantage to the people that actually work their asses off and, and, you know, keep the flow going of the match um, that these guys are just sitting around and hanging out, I guess, but there's different levels of the sport, right? Different levels of the sport and participation and work in, in general. But uh, yep. yeah, that stage was, that stage was rough because those two stages and actually it's probably a good thing that we went to those stages because after those two stages back to back, the second one was a lot easier than the first one for me just because some of the technical stuff. So for me, I almost would have rather have shot the stage uh, 10 first, the one with the swingers and stuff, because that's normal, right? That's everyday shooting for us, for me, especially um, I'm, I don't do a, I don't go and practice one-handed shooting solely. It's just not something we do enough of that. It's worth that. I, I obviously do it and I tune it up, but it, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I would have loved to have started on that triple stage first and then swung over because then I'd be like, all right, cool. I pulled the trigger again. You know what I mean? It was like, there's no yeah. warm up bay at this range that the range was used for every bay. So it's not like you can go after lunch and go, cool, man, I'm going to go shoot a couple rounds just to kind of like wake my brain back up. It, it just didn't happen. So, I mean, listen, there's no excuse, right? Like everybody has that type of stuff that happened to them, whether it's a broken prop or, or whatever it is, it's just something you have to deal with while you're, you're well, one thing I noticed in my shooting, and I'm sure everybody out there has to deal with this, is I, I, I noticed that my first stage of the match <clears throat> on almost every match is usually really, really good. And I'm thinking, why is that? And then what happens is, is my next stage after lunch is usually not the best, you know? Well, and so your first stage is, I'm going to tell you, it all breaks down to fatigue. It's all body yeah, fatigue, right? Absolutely. So your body's yeah. so me especially i'm a guy who just i have a motor that just never stops right i'm always on the go i'm always working i'm always doing something i just I, there's not a lot of laying around for me right so a good example is you know as i go along and through the match i feel my energy level always stays high where i lose it is that mental quarter of a second pulling of the trigger and you just yeah. pull off and you didn't you're like oh it's i was there but you weren't there right that's that level of focus that you're missing when you get tired some of that comes from nutrition some of that comes from working out your health all these different things uh i think it's just normal for everybody i mean like and, and i think everybody has that but I, but I'll, I'll tell hmm. you dude I, i'm gonna tell you right now we went through three i went through two nationals this year two nationals that's 20 what, 18 to 20 stages a, a match, right? For three, mm -hmm. for two matches in a row. Mm -hmm. So I went and I didn't, I never came home. I stayed up there. So we stayed and, and stayed in the, in hotels and all, I didn't go home. I didn't get that relaxation, nothing. I stayed there and, and shot both matches. On day three of both of those matches, I shot the best I have ever shot in my life. How is it that I go all those stages and the last day is the day that I'm the freshest? It's here. It's not, it's sure. not even the physical and, dude. It's the, it's the, all right, I'm down points. I gotta go. You know, yeah. I gotta go. So that's what was going through my mind when we went to stage 11 was our, I had to tell myself, all right, I feel myself getting a little bit tired. You know, I've got to focus and, uh, 
you know, this stage I can screw up. Um, these are the areas of concern. So I needed to st take a step back and just like refocus things and concentrate on shooting alphas, A zone, A zone, A zone. And uh, I did, I didn't burn that stage down, but I didn't shoot a crappy either, that's for sure. And so that that's what I was mentally going through. And it was, it was tough, man, especially after going, you know, stage 10 was, I, I shot well, the one with the weak handed for you guys, I shot that one very well. My reload was on point, but then the next one, I, you know, it, like I said, it, that wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it was not to where I wanted to shoot it. And then uh, 11, I felt myself just tired, man, just fatigued, you know? And, um, and I, I was just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody has to go through this at some point, you know, and you could choose to either refocus or screw up, you know? So, you know, for everybody out there that's gone through these matches, I mean, you're going to probably run into a point where, and, and, and the night before I didn't sleep at all in the hotel room. I had not hardly like one hour of sleep. Why? So, I mean, I don't understand. You had such a nice hotel yeah, room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so Craig had a bad experience at his hotel that he stayed at. Yeah. A, uh, trash, some trailer trash moved in yeah, next man. door and was keeping them awake with his their yeah. wild kids and they're cussing and they're uh, fornicating at four o'clock in the morning. And then, the, and then they started smoking pot at like 4.30 and I'm like, oh. And I, we had a joining room, so it's all coming through the door. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're high as a kite over there sitting there. Yeah, it sucked. Good thing yeah. the drug test didn't happen the next day. <laughs> it just sucked, yeah. I told, I actually told the guy, uh, the manager guy, like, hey, look, I, I didn't smoke in that room. And it's yeah. stunk like pot smoke. I'm like, I'm just telling you right now. He goes, no, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, I, so I'm just, just to let you know. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, I was exhausted. But so I, I had to refocus, like, and, and, and sit there and concentrate and tell myself, all right, don't mess this stuff up. Refocus, concentrate on the A zones and shoot, just start shooting alphas. And I got through the stage, no problem. And then I was able to, you know, regroup in, in stage one and two and finish. Um, but I was like, you know, everybody's probably had to go through this. Everybody, you know, er everybody gets to a point where you're like just tired at a match, especially after a long break, you know, um, what do you do? You can either choose to just shoot crappy yeah. or refocus, man. I mean, there's, you got no other choice. You have to buckle down and focus. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember I got through stage 11 and I was like breathing real heavy. Just, I was like, man, I was just tired. <laughs> I was just tired. You know, everybody's like, man, you're breathing hard. I'm like, yeah, I'm freaking, you know, I'm tired. Yeah. And then what do I tell you afterwards that you, oh, yeah, you're not pushing. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Not pushing hard enough. I, I'm yeah. telling you, uh, yeah, I didn't uh, I watch you shoot? Uh, um, I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I lost a step or two, but it wasn't because I wasn't pushing. It was because I was freaking tired already, you know? Yeah, so, so that's, that, well, I mean, that, well, that's something I wanted to talk about today was uh, match, match mentality, right? So, like, one of the things that you would come up to me and talk about throughout the match was where you placed on a stage. And I just kept hearing second, 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 uh, you know, or third or fourth or, or whatever it is. And, and eventually you have to, to win. This is kind of an unpopular opinion because you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to win stages, but you have to be consistent, right? You have to be consistent. That's the most important thing. I honestly never shoot matches or stages to go for first place on stages at all, but eventually you get to a point where your competition, you have to start focusing on those wins on those stages, because the people that you're going to shoot against as you get better are going to win stages there there's, and it's not a fluke. Right. So like I, I went back and looked at nationals just real quick. Christian Seiler won a lot of stages, a lot of stages. So the problem with someone like him 
winning stages is yeah. he's the best shooter, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Until someone knocks him off. He's yeah, that is what it shooter. is. Yep. So at the end of the day, if you're taking second to someone, that's usually okay, right? Let's just say you take a bunch of seconds, but it's, let's just say uh, I win a stage. JJ wins a stage. Max Michelle wins a stage. Christian Seiler wins a stage. All right, well, cool. Now all three, four or five people all have That's stage better. wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem yeah. is, is when one guy wins Consistently. Five, six stages out of nine, Yeah. right? And then takes second and third. That's how he wins matches. Uh, again, yeah. at some point in your shooting, you have to not accept that you got a top five placement uh, or a top 10 placement, a top 12 placement. At some point, as you shoot, you have to change your mentality a little bit mentally and start thinking, all right, I got to push on this stage a little bit. How am I going to steal this win from that guy? How am I going to steal that stage so that it's mine? It's just how it works. It's if you don't start looking at your placement on your stages and there's all kinds of different levels, right? All kinds of different levels right now. I'm kind of talking to the guys that are at my level at the GM. There's a lot of guys that are GMs that don't win. Well, this is why they don't win. Cause they're not pushing the limitations. They're focused on winning the match. And this is something that I, I actually, I'm going to go back into this and do this again for the mindset Monday. If you never give yourself a chance to win you never will. I'm going to repeat gonna win. that. I want to repeat that. If you never give yourself a chance to win, you will never win. If you shoot safe, you will always place where the safe people shoot. Period. That's it's it. That's a fact. That there's there's not even any way you could even argue that. Because someone else like me is going to constantly attack and attack and attack. And I'll, and I'll give you a good example. And I'm not proud of this, <laughs> but I shot six mics or seven mics this match. Not on, and these aren't the no penalty mics that I left on purpose. This is total mics, seven mics. Now, one of those mics or two of those mics were because I didn't even shoot at the damn target. But regardless, even with the seven mics, the last two stages, I shot a mic on my second to last stage, which was stage one. And I shot two mics on stage two because I didn't shoot at a target. Without those three mics, I win the match. I placed fifth overall with seven mics. That is, if that doesn't say you have to go, I don't know what else does. Again, I don't, I'm not telling you to go just, belay shit and shoot a bunch of mics but eventually you have to be accepting of mics you have to accept that you're going to go through these these pains of of being bad and sucking you're going to go through these times when you're not going to shoot well and you need to shoot like that so you can learn from it <laughs> craig how long ago did did we have that conversation dude with you oh, yeah. i mean that, that's probably been close to a, a two years now. We're going into two yep. years now. Probably. When I first started shooting on the move, it was like, hey, don't worry about the mics. Don't worry about the deltas. Just just start moving and shooting stuff. And no, you're right. And then <clears throat> eventually the the hits that were out like this on the target <laughs> came down, you know, to alpha, two alpha hits on, on the move, you know. Now, and that's 100% true. 
and one of the problems <clears throat> with what what happened with Craig was he started creating bad habits of sweeping targets. So it was he would he would take the the bad hits from moving and shooting and accept those on targets that he should not have had mics yeah, on and they got blended in, be, right? Yeah. And we've never actually talked about it. this. Is the first time we've actually talked about it. I've, I thought about this a lot lately. Part of the issue with, with what Craig was going through was he was already a good shooter, but now he was trying to add this foreign this foreign thing, because moving and shooting is a foreign thing. It's not something that is, you just go out there and just start doing it. All right. It's, or let me rephrase that. It is something that you have to just go do. You can't get yeah. good at it unless you, you get, and do it. You need to be comfortable doing it. And then if you're, because then when you don't do it, you're uncomfortable, which I, is a good thing. I think the biggest <laughs> thing is, and, and actually this, I, I proved this to myself. I, I kind of knew this as a coach, but I never, or as a shooter, but I never knew this as a coach. When I did the JJ class and <laughs> when I did the JJ class and we were working on movement and I just kept screwing up, not, I would get the movement done and I couldn't shoot. And then I would get the shooting good and I couldn't move. Like I couldn't, I, I was thinking of my feet while I was trying to shoot. And then when the shooting would go bad, I would think about the shooting and then forget about the feet. So eventually it gets to the point where you don't think about your feet. It just happens because it becomes a habit. It becomes something that's natural. It's just like every day. you practice it enough in dry fire. And I mean, dude, think about how much we have walk. to just, just think about how much we walk. Does anybody ever have to tell you one foot in front of the other? Do you ever look down at your feet and go, okay, uh, one foot in front? No, unless you're going to trip over something, you don't look down ever. Correct. We never really look down at the ground unless we're going to go somewhere we've never been. If you go from your living room to your kitchen, you're not watching the floor. You've done that a million times, right? You know exactly where the walls are, all those things. Well, the stages are kind of similar. How many times? I mean, there's only so many stages that you're going to get out there. It's, it's, you're staying in bounds, right? You don't need to look at your feet. But when you start thinking about your feet, it kind of shooting is going to suffer right until you get it to be natural and so then, it's a subconscious skill set right yeah. right it's and then it becomes something that it's just like oh what then the you can start focusing on, on the alphas and i, I was going to say like one thing that i've i've noticed in my shooting and um so this went back to sunshine state games <clears throat> i shot um you know I, I i won that but i looked at my hits and i'm like i'm not happy with my hits I had too many freaking deltas, too many Charlies, man, too many. And I was like, something, I got to change something. I got to do, you know, so I started refocusing things and, and I don't know if this works for everybody, but it worked for me. So I used to look at targets and, and, and walking through stages and I would say, you know, bop, 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 you know, in my head, now it's alpha, alpha, alpha. I, I'm only, I'm telling myself alphas and that's it. And that's all I talk about. That's all I think about. I don't even notice anything else. So I'm realizing what other people say now is I don't notice anything about the A zone. I understand that now because now I've trained that in my training where it's just, I'm shooting alphas and my alpha Charlie count has gone way up huge so, amount. So, because and I think I'm only concentrate on alphas. And that's part of the problem right with people and most most guys that shoot the sport and women that shoot the sport is you're focused on the big picture the brown right the big old freaking brown. and that's me that, that's me right yeah. the big picture and, and i'm gonna tell you and i think that's why a lot of people struggle on steel because that big picture is now this and yeah. 
<clears throat> so you'll see a lot of where people will just hose the shit out of a piece of paper. They, they don't even think twice to put just two anywhere on that paper, but then they get to steal and it's like, <gasps> oh, go and then go and then go. Or even worse, they treat the steal like they did the paper. And they never really gave the paper the same respect that they should the steal or vice versa, right? We, it's, we've talked about this all time. You mentioned it to me a few times uh, at Sunshine State and at sectional. There were some targets where I was just bleeding stupid points close <laughs> in Alpha Charlie. There's zero excuse that you can't shoot two Alpha with zero to four yards, zero to three yards. I mean, that's stupid. You're just bleeding out points. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the entire match, going, damn, if you just took in all those close targets and made them all alphas. Good God. So I had to, you know, really buckle down and rethink. I did shoot very, very good hits on, on this match. I had a really good alpha Charlie, but I, I made sure I said, I'm not freaking bleeding points on these close in targets. And even the far ones, um, you know, a lot of guys just accept just hosing crap. Well, dude, it, you can shoot two alpha as fast as you shoot an alpha Charlie. I think the problem is, dude, and, and I see this in your shooting sometimes. Um, and I don't really say much during matches because obviously you're, you know, you're focusing on a match, but there are times when you shoot matches, you personally, and I see this, this is, this is not a Craig, you're special. Everybody does this. I see this on everyone. There's no difference between target one and target three, target five, target six. They're the same pace, no matter what. So when you come up to an open target, it's ba 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 ba. You go to a no shoot, it's the same pace, right? One of the things that I've noticed since I started shooting open, and I think it's just because I've been focusing so much on video lately, because I'm trying to figure that that, that platform out, is that I have such a different cadence on so many different targets. Uh, I, I can't remember the last stage that I shot that was just pop, 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 pop. Even, even at my speed, right? At fast speed, pop, 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 pop. I was listening to the stage I ran in eight seconds. Um, and, and I'm listening to that stage and it's pop, 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 And it was like, oh, a nose shoot, a hard cover, all that different cadences. And, and especially at five, five yards or right. six, seven yards, right? It doesn't I can see if it's 15 yards out or but, something. But You're not gonna... me, it doesn't matter whether it's five yeah. yards or 15 yards. It should be a different cadence. It shouldn't oh. be just a, because you're not giving yourself. So just think about this. I shot a stage with uh, tw 28 targets, 26, tar whatever. I think it was 28 targets. I, 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 I should have reloaded, but I didn't have to, right? That stage I shot in 8.05 or 8.07 seconds. I mean, I shot yeah, an entire stage in eight seconds, and I didn't shoot it as fast as I possibly could. Right? I mean, people have to understand that. The so wait, wait, what are you what are you saying? Are you saying you should change your cadence for the no shoots and the, absolutely? Those the, yeah, the okay. problem is everybody yeah. treats targets so so, and I actually did a video for this on the insider circle. When you go to a no shoot on your first target, you will carry that cadence throughout the entire stage now. Because here's what happens. You draw and you see the hard cover, the, the no shoot, and you go pop, pop. As soon as you go to the open target, you go pop, pop. Why? Because you don't have an aggressive mindset. You have it. Not you. This isn't you. Just no, I know. I know. 
people just, you have to start having that aggressive mindset. And I see this with you. This is one thing that you do not, it's not just the cadence, but there'll be times when you get on a stage where your focus is, uh, you know, you're running into a position and getting A's and you're not giving it the same physical aggressiveness as you are the mental aggressiveness. Does that make sense? Like you're focused hundred percent on alphas, but not hundred percent on the movement while shooting those alphas. Right. So that comes with confidence though. That comes with thousands and thousands of rounds of me going, all right, I can shoot two alphas this fast. And I can also shoot two alphas this slow. Why would I even go to the slow part? Right. Unless it's a hardcover, but mm -hmm. my, my <laughs> slow down <laughs> is what your average person shoots an open target with. Right. Yeah. Because of no, no, yeah. practice fundamentals, all those things. That's the difference though. So like, if you're not listening, see, I, I turn my, I, I won't even watch the video. Sometimes I'll just listen to the video. And I want to hear that. That means I'm doing something right. That means I'm doing it correctly. If yeah. I hear stages where I'm just going, yeah, you're hosing. That better stuff. be an open ass set of targets. Yeah, just all straight up. <laughs> which know? no, yeah. That better be an open set of targets. So it's just when you, you. That's the mindset that you start to change when you, as you shoot, you have to attack, 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 attack. And that's something that I feel like you lose sometimes when you're focusing on the ace, right? Because what happens is I you, think it, you, what's that? you can, I, no, I think you, I think you're right. And I think that's a possibility because you can, yes. You take 100%. your mindset off. You take your mindset off of shooting, right? Like your, your aggressiveness goes away because you're so concerned with hits, right? So if somebody in front of me shoots an all alpha stage, I'm not slowing down no. to try to get all alphas. No, no, no. You say no. that, but people do it all the time, dude. No, I, I know. All the time. I see but, people all I mean, the time do the it. The philosophy should be, look, man, you're shooting, if you're shooting alpha Charlie fast, you can shoot two alpha fast, you know? I mean, why not? You know? So how do you do that? How, the, you know, let's get into that. How, how have you found a way to keep your speed up to, to, how do you, how did you do it? I mean, what is it? Okay, so, for, so first off, I, I, I will not, I won't even claim to say that I'm the fastest freaking PCC shooter out we there. We already know that. That's for yeah, sure. But no, but I'm definitely not. My speed's up there, but that, that was in due training. And like, uh, what I've noticed is, is I needed to retool my focus. And so I, I would go to, I'd set up stages at, down at, at the base where I shoot down at Homestead Training Center. And, uh, and I would set everything up. And I'd run stuff. And when I started seeing that, I'm like, man, I'm not paying attention to just shooting alphas. I would step back, retool my focus and start shooting alphas just as fast on the timer. And until it's second nature, until I'm telling myself alpha, 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 alpha. And that's all I'm noticing, but at speed and on the move and all that stuff. So can I keep it up an entire match? That's my next thing. <laughs> you know, that's the next thing I need to do. You know, and then I would be a freaking GM and I'm not. So know? that's, uh, and that's the, that's the levels, right? And so, I mean, I know, I know USPSA gets a lot of shit for their classification system, but because there's ways to game the classification system, welcome to the world guys. Um, <laughs> you can game anything at just about, um, but it's the same concept. The, the levels are designed 
for guys like you guys like i was like guys like i am now even gm there's different levels of gms they just don't have a gm level two <laughs> gm level three yeah. uh, but there are different levels in gms period yeah, I, I finally i finally made master so i'm happy yeah, with that <laughs> the sandbag has had a hole poked in oh. it yeah, it's embarrassing. So, <laughs> but, uh, some of your issues were uh, mental. Again, the mental stuff. Yeah, the, mental the stuff. DQing for matches and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah so really, really so. dumb DQs too. So. But it is what it is, man. Listen, it's it's a game. It's a sport, right? I mean, we don't get paid to do this shit for a living, so it's just it's part of life, man. You learn yep. from it. So, but you know what? It's changed the way you do things, right? Yeah. Those DQs you've learned from, and I think that's yeah. the most important thing is just to learn from those mistakes. So. You know, I, I did a breakdown video on the YouTube channel today or, or this week, and it was um, I started going through that thing and I realized like how much I've grown as a shooter from walking stages. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Even that, but you do that very, 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 very well. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you, that. No. And, and so that's a huge and like you were saying, I, if people overlook that, oh my gosh, it's such a big thing. It's huge. No, I, don't, I mean, I, I just think that, I think the problem is, is that we don't, you don't give stage walking enough credit. And, and I kind of explained a little bit in that, uh, in that video, when I broke that down was that the one thing that it allows me to do is shoot slower. I don't have to go out and blast a 0.13 split on everything. It allows me to stage plan a little more time right does that make sense so we stage plan to take away time but i gain time where i feel is the most important uh, honestly my stage plans if i decided to go out there and pick it up and go faster it's going to be a crush uh, i'll crush it stage, stage 10 or not stage 10 stage 7 is a great example seven remember the the, the yeah. corner there was that the good stage because there was about three or four different ways that you could have addressed each array at different order. And uh, I thought the way that, that we, we ran that was to me, the hundred percent, the best way. That was the one that you're talking about the far right where we touched the barrel. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give you a good example, guys. I'll give you a good example. <laughs> this is actually, I'm glad you brought this up. This is a perfect stage for, to kind of show what, it's yes. all about how stage planning matters. And if you're not moving all that, yes. So here's a great example. Craig sat down and talked to some other really good GMs that, that win shit and asked them some stage plans. And in their stage plan, they had stopping. They had stop, 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 whatever it was, right? There was at least two positions of stopping. And then some long distance shooting, correct? Was that, that he was going to stay back? Okay. Yeah. Then some long distance shooting. Nothing wrong with that. But Craig's conversation with him, his mentality was he hated Charlie's. He didn't want to have Charlie's because he, he was, uh, he's a grandmaster and he's shooting a minor. He didn't want Charlie's. Okay. So again, you're, get your stage planning safely <laughs> because of Charlie's. You don't get penalties for Charlie's, but you're stage planning because you don't want Charlie's. Why can't you shoot alphas while you're moving and shooting? This isn't against the shooter. This is this. I'm just saying this in general, the mindset, right? It's a mindset thing. So this specific stage, my mindset was to attack a target 
before I got, uh, before I even got to the far left corner, there was a, a double stack on the far left and a single target between a barrel and a wall. I remember how many times did I tell you, I'm going to shoot that target first. I'm going to shoot the inside target first. I'm inside target first. Well, the stage before that I shot two mics on and me being sick was really starting to affect my mental. I could feel it. Like I just, I, I had like this weird cloud. Like I, I was walking off stages going, I don't know what I did. Like, I, I, did I didn't shoot. I didn't, I didn't shoot that by the way. <laughs> I, I skipped it and I ran on the move. I shot on the move. But So did I. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you why. So my original plan was to shoot that inside target first. It would have been better for me. And I would have probably gained a little bit more time out of it. But my draw was horrible. All match. Horrible. I, I, and again, the reason the draw sucked was because that's such a mental focus thing. You, you have got to be mentally lined up physically and mentally with that. That is so much movement and lining things up and finding the dot and, and, and all, everything has to come together. It's, it's a big dance, right? So I skipped yeah. the inside target this time and went to the two outside targets. Well, I didn't unlock my holster. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> so I went yank, yank, unlock out two, four and finish the stage. I still won that stage high overall. I think I don't remember hundred percent cause I didn't care to look, but I'm pretty sure I had the fastest time on that stage. I see. I can tell you right now. Yeah. It was stage seven. Won yep. that stage high overall. Yep. You had, you had nine, you won high overall nine, you had 9.7, 20 alpha and three Charlie. So again, guys, three Charlie's and I moved and shot the entire stage, the entire stage, <clears throat> right? There was 15 yard targets on the move. I didn't care. I, I'm going to shoot like I'm supposed to. Shoot. I shot a hardcover on the move. I, I didn't care. Pieces of steel. It doesn't matter to me. If, if, if the fundamentals are there and I'm focused on what I'm supposed to do, then everything else takes care of itself. I've already, I'm, I've trained it up. That's the whole point of what I'm doing. But that specific stage was a good example. That stage plan alone allowed me to make some mistakes. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, the, that was me. I made a mistake on that stage, but we ran that, that we ran that stage. And remember, remember how that we talked about like, all right, if you shoot this on the move, there was a port there yeah. where, where you could address those two targets. If yeah. you shot everything on the move, you were totally out of that port. Yeah. So I'm like, man, why would you stay there and shoot? Yeah. Cause you're losing time. So we just took everything on the move and then came around I, I shot a mic, but I had 20 alpha, two Charlie, one mic, and I shot it in 10.2. Right. So, and the the mic was my dumbass sweeping the, the middle back target, standing, not even moving. Everything else was alphas. So, but I, I took, I took second overall in PCC on that with a mic, yep. with a mic, with a dumb mic, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the part that, um, is frustrating about this match specifically is you could get some mics, right? You could make some mistakes because everything was close. So you knew people were going to make mistakes when everything was close, but some of the mistakes that I was making were, were just things that I couldn't see. Like I, I physically could not see myself doing it because I wasn't in tune with everything for the match. I mean, sh I shot two, I shot two mics uh, through a wall 
that I never saw. Like it's day six. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on paper. And remember, 100%. we and we we talked about how that target had moved. So yeah. let, we'll get into that because uh, but you know, and this will kind of give you an example of how you have to start paying attention to things when you walk stages and then make sure when you come back, they're still the same. So there was a target in the back right hand corner. It had rained the night before. We had we walked stages on Saturday. The day before we shot the match, we walked stages on Saturday and there was a specific, this specific stage had a hardcover um, target, you Ipsic target with the, it was uh, split right down the middle. And then there was a wall on the right-hand side that had some um, like perforated hardcover to where if you shot through it, you would get a mic. Well, that target, you could see one step from the back left back corner. You could see the target. When you took a step forward, you could see the target. Well, as soon as we got on that stage and started walking at it, I looked at Craig. I said, this doesn't look the same, dude. Like that target's really hard and tucked in there now. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was like, he, Craig rewalked and he was like, yeah, dude, that's, I could have shot that from back here and moved and shot on it. And that was where the start stick, you had a, you had to that's straddle. So I knew where that straddle half, stick, right? you had that, you had the A zone at the straddle and you didn't have it anymore. That's yep. what, and we even talk about like, Hey, you got to run all the way forward to make sure you get the alpha zone on yeah. that. So my dumbass decides to shoot at the same stage plan, but I knew I was going to have to go up farther. Well, now that shot became even harder. It was really harder. Like it, there was a, not a you had lot to really, shot. you had to have visual patience for that. And, and so shooting. I'll give you guys kind of an, uh, of what I think happened to that target. When it rained, the, the target was in the berm. Well, yeah. this specific range is covered. And it has gaps between the, the concrete ceiling where the water will leak through. Well, the back berm, it gets in there and destroys it, like really yeah. flushes it out when it rains hard. I think what happened is when they put new targets on, the, 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 when they put the sticks in, the sh it shifted. The whole to the thing rain. shifted, yeah. It shifted. Yeah. Uh, Inadvertently, you know, but it is right, what it is. It was yeah. no one's fault. No one did it on purpose. Yeah. But was I willing to be that guy that was going to have a stage thrown out because the target wasn't the same. No, I, I didn't care. I just well, needed just to address it a couple steps later, you know, to, to me, it, it was a disadvantage to me, but I just needed to execute it. <laughs> right. It's not a, yeah. it's one of those things where it's not a swinger. It's not a max trap where a guy got five full seconds to shoot at it. And I got yeah, half no. a second. It's, it, was, it's, it was, it was up to me to yeah, do my a, job. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because, I, I argued the call because the way the hits look, they didn't, I, it was also, I, and now thinking about it, obviously the, the, the hits went through a soft cover. They didn't go through a wall or, or hard cover. So when they hit, it kept the same perfect bullet shape and everything. Right. So it was the right call. I had to take, I had a mic there and I had a mic on the left-hand side that I, I definitely didn't see. And it was in the same kind of cover I just, again, I wasn't able to focus, I guess, at that point. Um, and I think what we were uh, three, four, five, six, we were three stages in, right? Three stages in. So mm -hmm. I shoot that stage and I, I, I was very upset with myself. Very, very, very upset with myself. So I walk away 
And then I come back and in my fashion, I start talking trash to the RO, which I'm friends with. He actually helps us build one of our matches uh, at our, at our club that we, we build matches at. And I tell him he's a terrible RO and he made a terrible call and it's his fault and all these things. Right. So having a good time, it was fun. So that really helped me in the long run because of us laughing and joking and, and kind of just letting the pressure off that I put on myself. It yeah. really kind of put me back into, all right, man, I'm going to, I'm going to let's go. I'm a rock and roll. So the very next stage was stage seven. And I ended up winning that stage. I crushed that stage. I felt good. I mean, the ROs, when the RO goes, wow, you do good. You know, it's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a good feeling. So uh, yeah, you shot that stage really well. Um, I'm glad you decided to listen to me and not change the stage plan. Cause I know we had talked about that, like three or four different things on that stage and like possibly changing it or shooting through the port. And then, you know, the yeah. I walked it and then actually I walked that stage before we started the day. Uh, I went back and I wanted to double check with a different mindset, um, from what we talked about and I wanted to listen to what you had to say. So I went over and looked and I was like, no way, dude, I'm definitely yeah. not doing that. Yeah. It's definitely. funny how, you know, I mean, I'm getting better a little bit, but like, you know, you're, we move on, we, we try to move on stuff. And then you realize like, if you move on everything, that port is gone. Yeah. You know, it so, was a half a step too. The thing that the thing that turned off was that. And a, was a, and, and a stop position and a yep. full stop position. Yeah. And so, two targets that you had to have shot to make that yes. stage plan work. It yes. wasn't going to be like, all right, I'm just going to drive by on one. You were no. going to have to stop, to fully stop. two targets because of how skinny yeah. the port was. Right. And you're losing at least a second and a half, a second. Yes. You know. uh, again, yeah. I talked about this in the breakdown video on the YouTube channel, bro. The, the same exact thing is, is happening all the time when you're stage planning. If you stage plan a stop that you don't need to do, you're going to lose. You're yeah. going to lose. I mean, you're, if you shoot against someone like me who goes attacks, 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 any good grandmaster has the same mindset I have, right? I, they attack, attack. I just stayed but you know, but, that way. <laughs> like what you, what you were, when I was started shooting, I was a BPCC shooter and I started shooting on the move and that stage wasn't that hard. If you, if you're a B class guy and you can shoot these targets on the move, you're, you're going to win, man. I mean, you're going to do very well. So I and would say the thing that's changed the most in your shooting is the pace of your moving and shooting now. Yeah. Right. It's still too slow. In my opinion, I still, I'm still on your ass about you're not reaching your potential, but that's just going to always be me. I, I, until I see you hit that potential, you know, again, we talked about this the other day. There is no reason that I beat you in time. None. You, you don't have a draw. You don't have a reload. Zero reason. <laughs> it is bullshit. I don't care if I have it and get to use it at this point. It is bullshit. It is. It it doesn't mean you're the best shooter. It just means oh. you're the fastest son of a bitch and get the same amount of points the slower guy gets, right? Like, 
I, I, I really enjoy open. I, I don't want them to change the rules or anything. So don't let's I'm not get into that. We're not getting into that kind of crap, but uh, actually I would like one rule change. Everybody shoots major. I think the sport would benefit from it. I, I don't, I don't want to see anybody shooting minor major ammo out of a minor gun, like a canic or anything, but if everybody got major scoring factor, the speed that you would see out in this sport would change. You would see some really good times out of some of the carry optics guys. And you would see a totally different game. If major scoring factor was, was throughout PCC and major scoring factor. I don't think anyone would beat a PCC in the match. You would probably see a lot more PCC guys. That's why you'll never see major scoring factor in all divisions. Cause they hate PCC. Um, but for, for me, the, the Craig was talking all his shit to me about how he, uh, it was only cause you, you know, he had major scoring, you know, obviously he's using my own joke or whatever. So, uh, so I said, all right, man, I said, you know, I hadn't looked at it and neither had he. And me neither. <laughs> he screwed himself because he didn't check to see. So he, he goes, all right, well, I'll well, you know, I'll show you. Jason Clark oh, yeah. is there actually. He's the one who's like, oh yeah, you should look it up. Yeah. So he yeah. goes in there and Craig changes it to minor. What what is the first oh yeah? And I beat his ass. I, I went I only dropped like three spots. Uh so I went to fifth to eighth or whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna in the immortal words of Brennan Conway, that's because you got a G next to your name. <laughs> <laughs> so then so then it gets even better. It gets even better. So then Jason's like, all right, well, see what would have happened if you would have had major. Flip it around. Still beat his ass. <laughs> so the best part of that day, and I listen. At the end, I was dead. Like I was so, I just felt like shit. And it ended up being that I ended up getting resick. Uh, this the what I thought I had beaten actually came back later that uh, two or three yeah. days later. I just, I mean, it was bad. So, but regardless, uh, it was fun. It, I mean, it it was just awesome cool. to sit down and and get that little bit of. Um, you know, I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very, very no. upset about my about my shooting at the end. I, I went into the last two stages with an opportunity to win the match, and I and I dropped the ball, dude. And I I just I I pride myself on when it the the chips are on the table and you got to go for it. I'm that guy that you want in the game. You give me the ball, coach. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go hammer at home. And I really did on stage one. I did really good on that stage. I shot a mic, which Still, I was because of my time and how good my hits were. I still ended up, I think, third overall in that stage, but I needed a stage win. That stage win was very important. So it was close. And then I went into the next stage, like, all right, I'm going to shoot this differently than I think everybody else did. So I'm going to go for it. I shot a couple of deltas on the swingers, which I don't know how or why. I just, I think the swinger was so slow. <laughs> they had a double swinger. That yeah, I'm I should have a mic on that. I'm not kidding. I had two mics on the match. That was one of the mics. I'm not kidding. This swinger was so slow that it was like a static target moving. But I will tell you, yeah. the range it. is very dark. And, I, and they had, it was a half target. They put um, hardcover on, the, on one of them. So it kind of cut the targets in half. That was, you couldn't see the targets very well. Like I couldn't see hits. I could, I just knew red dot in the Brown somewhere. That's all I could see. And that, that hurt me in the long run because those two deltas would have, you know, I, I needed those two deltas to win the match. Anyway, I would have needed, obviously I couldn't have any mics in that stage, but as I, I mean, I'm just burning this stage down feeling great, like getting really good hits, moving and shooting. 
And one of the targets that I stage planned to shoot ran right past it. I could, I was like, what the heck did we just see? Yeah. Ran right past it. So this is how mentally waxed I was and taxed out. I was, I go up to the target and I go, nobody pasted this. <laughs> yeah. You had no idea. You didn't you had no, no idea. idea. Skip it. No idea, dude. No idea. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, well, good way to throw away a match because I knew I had a chance to win the match. Now I gave myself two alphas on that target. Um, and I still lost this match by five, five points um, because of the mic on the stage before, but it wasn't just one stage guys. I mean, the two mics that I had on stage six, uh, you name it, there, there's all kinds of mistakes that I made um, that I could, I could easily take back, but it's just, you know, it, it, it's shooting, man. Right. It's, yeah. it's just a mental, it's a mental struggle. It's a mental battle. So <clears throat> it always makes me laugh when people talk about how the buzzer really bothers them. Like they hit the timer and then they forget their plan. And I'm like, that's the hard part. Like, you know, like yeah. this shit gets way harder when you get better, <laughs> you know, like think about yeah. trying to win a match and you you're only down by five points or, you, you know, all these things. It's like, yeah like so stress in this game (laughs) this is actually like this trophy i I won the state match but technically that's that's a third place trophy because jason clark beat me and isaac hansen beat me and so they don't live in florida so i'm the next lowest dumbass that that won this i mean i lost by 20 i think 21 points you know which is you know listen it's not horrible not great but not you know i'm I'm happy with how much shot but i also wanted to say like um i i I didn't, I follow Isaac Hansen and Jason on, on, you know, Instagram. And so it was kind of cool meeting them. You know, they're really cool guys. And we had a lot of fun sitting on the picnic table, screwing around. Um, and that was, that's the most fun about the sport is just meeting new people. You know, and I met those guys and they're good dudes. And we had fun about making fun of your major scoring factor and, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. So it was, it was good. It was a good match. It was fun. Yeah, I had a, it was a good match, dude. I had fun. I, um, I wish I felt better. I just, I hate shooting when I'm sick. You struggle. Yeah. It's it's, it's very difficult for me because of the expectations that I carry for my shooting and myself are so impossible. Like that's why, but that's, that's another question though. What, what, so what, listen, we all want to be 150% when there's a match. What do you do when you're not at 150% at the match? You so know, I start breaking it. I start breaking it down smaller. I, I stop thinking about overall stages, and I think about the individual target while I'm on it. That's usually how I shoot in general, right? In general, that's how I shoot. I never shoot with the whole stage plan. No, no. But see, no. Craig, you say that, right? You say that, but you're like me. <laughs> You yeah. compartment, you put them in little compartments, like, all right, this array, this array, this array, this array. Now, even me, down to, right. How do so, I make you know, one array now? Right. But yeah. most people look at the stage as this daunting task, this big giant yeah. task. That's almost impossible to it's, it's too difficult when you're thinking of the whole stage as, as one giant stage, it's their little individual stages, Right. And the way you join them together is how I teach people, right? It's there, there's a stage here. There's a stage here. There's a stage here. There's a stage here. How do I join these together to become one stage? Right. So you, you brought up a very good point and it reminded me of something. And it's something that when I started, I used to 
um, say, okay, I'm going to shoot at that alpha, shoot that alpha, right? Now, in, in the past couple matches, now I'm specifically going, I'm putting my dot there. I'm putting, I know I'm going to be shooting on the move. I'm going to put my dot on the top of the perf. I'm, I know that there's a hard cover. I'm putting my dot and I'm moving to the left or the right. I'm putting my dot there. And my, that has made a huge difference. So each target, I know where that dot is going to be, where I should be. And it to give me the best hits possible. Aim right? small, it's, just, small, bro. It's, that's, it's really true. Aim small yes. and small. You should be yes. aiming at the letter of the A, not yes. the A zone. The A zone yeah. doesn't take much to get a Charlie. No, right? but like, but even, even specific targets, like your dot needs to be in a certain spot. So if, if those people who are listening out here, like if you're just shooting at an A, no, you need to be paying attention to, all right, I'm going from left to right and there's hardcover covering part of the A zone. I need to be on the perf right. of that A. Right. I'm moving into this target. I need to be on the upper part of that perf because usually you pull the gun down. So if I'm on the perf, I'm going to be dropping two alpha right there. You know, so that has changed huge for me. And even in this match, I knew where my dot was going on every freaking target, yeah. not just A, arbitrary A zone, you know, which doesn't work. So what's it's the next step after this? Since you were able to successfully do what you've been training, what are you doing now? Do it faster. Do it. That's it. That's yeah. what I want. So because to do. I, That's it. I think the way I'm doing it now, I need to do it, just do it faster now. I need to speed it up. So, so what do you, I mean, what are your expectations now that you're going to speed up? That the hits are going to suffer a little bit. Yes. Okay, good. But then, so, so that's what the most important part is though, is that the expectations need to be reasonable. Right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. need to Which be, a good they point. need to be realistic. You have yeah. to know that how you it's kind of like and i don't know anybody who hasn't lifted some type of weights in their life okay or if you haven't lifted weights lifted something heavy today i could go bench 225 tomorrow i can probably only get 185 because i'm not as fresh or i don't feel as good i don't mentally as fresh right but does that mean i'm not strong no <laughs> does that mean i'm a complete failure no that's how it works you're gonna have failures because you're gonna so we'll treat this like a muscle you're going to work out you're gonna break the muscle down then it needs to recover which is time that in our sport it's time and then i'm going to work out again and i'm going to be strong i'm going to be able yeah. to take that 225 and bench press it every time i want now like you know all i want because that's what my new strength is well how do i get to 300 pounds i need to add a little bit more weight how many times am I going to fail <laughs> doing more weight a lot, but then guess what? All of a sudden it goes from 225 to 250 to 260 to 285 to 300. Boom. I just hit the 300 pound mark. Now, could I get that in a week? No. So should you expect to be able to do that in a week? No, no. Same thing. This but is the same thing. You're going, you break yourself down and then build yourself back up. And then once you get to a certain level, and this is why classes of our sport are so important because you'll go from a training. class to a B class to an A class. And then some guys like myself, I went from a to master. I went from C class to an A <laughs> like that. And then from a to master for a week to GM, right. Or for a month, whatever. I don't know what the hell it was, but it didn't take me long to get there because of the amount of practice I was putting in, yeah. the mental focus that I had. That the, level my of, goal. the level of effort. Yep. Dude, the level it's, of effort. It's also my goal. I know people that have goals of winning matches, but they don't have any goals on how to get there. 
Yeah. Right. You have to have goals to get there. You can't just say, all right, man, I'm going to be a GM one day. Well, no shit. I said, I'm going to be a millionaire one day too. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting (laughs) is even talking about where you need to know where your dots should go. Any, a D class, C class, B, A class, that's something that you can do now, Yep, you know? And you need to know where your dots should be. Most of the skills, bro, that we have as GMs are not GM skills. Right. Yeah. They're I'm not a GM. Class yeah. skill. No, dude, yeah, yeah. C class skills. Absolutely. That, People can do that. That they're yeah. C class skills that we have learned to perfect and have gone faster with. So we, as most guys that coach and train have learned, you go faster when your fundamentals are better. Then your fundamentals Absolutely. get better. Then you yeah. go faster. Then your fundamentals yes. get better. Then you go faster. Then all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm at top speed, baby. And then you realize like, oh. I could go a little bit faster, but that doesn't mean it's because I'm a GM. It's because I learned the fundamentals and took those fundamentals and started speeding up, speeding up, speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. And and I was already fast. So that was, I kind of went the opposite route, which was to me, it's easier to train a guy like me because somebody who's already fast, I can teach you you how to get their target. Yeah. It's hard to teach someone to change their mindset, to go faster. Right. It's very difficult because there's a control that you feel like you lose when you start to go faster, especially with a firearm. There's something about holding a gun. And I, I know what it is. It's obviously that you could hurt yourself. <laughs> but I mean, I remember teaching people to trigger prep with their um their CZs. And they're looking at me like, you want me to pull the trigger now? I'm yeah. like, Yeah, I want you to start pulling the trigger now. And they're like, I can't. I just no way, man. I, like, I'm not on the target. I'm like, Start pulling the trigger now. So you start off with baby steps, right? You start off with no bullets. Be safe, 100% safe, no bullets. You start trigger prepping, go, 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 go. You get to the top and you tell them to stop and you freeze there and you go, all right, now pull the trigger until it goes off. And they pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and then click and then they realize like, wow, I didn't trigger prep at all. Okay, now I want you to do the same thing. This time I want you to really pull the trigger like like the gun's gonna go off. They get right to the edge of the wall and then they go click and they go, oh, I see the difference now. How did I get that? That's not a GM skill. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I learned that as a C-class shooter, right? I learned that as a C-class shooter. You know, I think a common mistake a lot of these, um, a lot of people make, especially in the lower classes, is they get some internal cadence in their head for whatever oh, target. Yeah. And we, boom, boom, I'm like, dang. Yeah. You know, you're just thinking you're going to launch two rounds, you know, I mean, instead of having visual patience and recognizing, and, and I guess that's just, I'm starting to see that more now with my shooting. And so I see it more in other people's like, you know, like you could see where the mistakes are being made and they're throwing Charlie Delta or Alpha Mike, you know, um, is that internal cadence that you just think you should be just applying to every freaking target, you know, instead of shooting at the, at your level of sight, you know, and your speed of sight, so, yeah, I mean, that's, and that to me is the level of, that's the different levels, dude, right? Like you're, yeah. you, you get to a point where, and actually I saw something on Facebook the other day where a guy commented about a specific drill that he was using and how he was working on um, predictive shooting. And I didn't comment on it because, you know, it's Facebook and you got your experts that are out there. Predictive shooting is not a good idea. When you predict, and what I mean by that is walking up to a target and going, okay, this is a 0.13 split target. What if your dot's not there? 
You're going to shoot. Yeah, a point I don't know. I don't. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, this is the thing that this is what goes on, right? This, maybe some, maybe some really awesome guys think like that. I, I just, I, I don't, don't think so. I'm not that awesome. Tell me right now, yeah. what controls the trigger pull, Craig? Your speed of your sight. I mean, you the need to sights. have your dot. Dude, dude, yeah. I mean, that's it. The sights are what control the trigger pull. If your sight is there, why haven't you pulled the trigger? If yeah. your sight isn't there, why are you pulling the trigger? Yeah, <laughs> right? if you're in a delta. If you're in a delta mic zone, I mean, right. why? You're only pulling the over. trigger because you're supposed to. Yeah, I see this all the time, all the time, when it comes to shooting um, the draw. When you're teaching the draw, oh my god, the draw. It is the ultimate test of whether you're seeing the sights or you're not seeing the sights. It's the ultimate test of your grip because when you come out of that movement, your grip is either there or it's not there. There's no maybe. It could be. It's kind of there. It's either there or it's not there, right? And we've talked about this before. What's the perfect grip? Having the gun in your hand. Yeah. People want this perfect draw, this perfect grip, this perfect squeeze. That's awesome. So do I. But life isn't perfect, and this sport isn't perfect. So sometimes you got to grab that gun and deal with what you gave yourself off of the draw. You don't just put the gun back in the holster and go, I'm going to start over. you got to rip it and grip it and do what you have to do. And then as you're transitioning to another target, move your gun. Then you move your grip, fix that grip, and then clean it up. That's just part of it. Sometimes if I'm shooting on a 25 yard piece of steel, I want a faster draw than if I was shooting at a target that was close to me. Why? Because I want to eat up the time that it's taking me to get on target. So it gives me longer to aim, right? But if I want longer to aim, but I'm still going to have the same results. If I had a slow pulled out, perfect draw, am I still pulling the trigger fast? No. I'm pulling the trigger at the same time that I would, whether I whipped it out slow or I whipped it out fast, right? The difference is, is if I, the faster I draw my gun and get it on target, the longer I have to aim and get better accuracy, have yep. a better trigger squeeze. So, and that's the, I will tell you, dude, that's the hardest thing that I've learned in this sport is that it's the same thing when we talked about cadence earlier, your cadence that when you slow down your cadence on a specific target, you're not losing time. It no. just feels like it, right? Because yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, if you shoot a mic, you've lost time. If you've, yeah. now you're going to have to make the shot up. If you shoot a no shoot, you've lost time. And now you have to make it up. Yeah, your no shoot shouldn't be, you know, it no, should I mean, be. Listen, I will say there are targets that I absolutely shoot like yeah. that. Close in hosers. Yeah. But again, that means the target that was before that was even faster than I shot the headshot or the no shoot, right? It, it, it's all varies on what you're shooting at. It, that's why there's no, like, that's why predictive shooting, in my opinion, is a terrible thing. Because now if I go out and I train myself that, all right, I'm going to shoot at this no shoot at 10 yards. Every no shoot at 10 yards is getting this speed. This well, that's bullshit. What yeah. if the target has the no shoot is I have an A zone that's three quarters open compared to something that's two inches open. Those yeah. are two totally different speeds. No, no, no. That's true. Right? That's true. So now and, and you can see, you watch the top level shooters and you see that they're applying that level of respect to those types of targets. 
you should probably be doing the same thing. You that's, know what something I mean? I've, that's something I've changed in the last, uh, I would say six months, dude, I've changed a lot of my mindset of speed, my speed. If I'm, I'm already fast. Yeah. I will say that, that's smart, the hard too. part though, dude, that's the hard part. When I say stuff like this, because a lot of people aren't fast that they, they haven't given themselves the opportunity to be fast, right? Like this podcast is obviously turned. This is a big conversation that we've had a little bit here and there, but we're kind of diving a little bit deeper into it. This, this podcast is getting a lot deeper into the fact that your mindset of how you attack things changes on the attack target, right? Like JJ brings it up. There's an attack target and then there's, yeah, he, a, correct. there's a control target. Yes. But some yeah. of the targets that he would consider control and he would slow down, he might slow down a little bit more than me, right? Just because of that, that thought process. But does he shoot no shoots? Does he shoot mics? No. So <laughs> He's the best in the world. Right. It's, <laughs> it's one of the best. It's it's a good yeah. mindset to carry. So when I after taking his class, I really changed some of the ways I I stopped thinking that time was the ultimate thing, right? And and yeah. because it's and then you can just unload all your mics and all that crap. Eventually, right. it's going mean, to. I've you. never really been a big mic shooter, right? I've never really shot no. a lot of mics. I will tell you, when I switched over to open, I shot a lot of deltas. Um, a lot of those deltas came from my grip. They, I, I noticed yeah, that I was getting grip. a lot of deltas from my grip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how many deltas I shot at this match. I don't think I shot a lot of deltas. Uh, mm -hmm. the mics, uh, the mics were bad. Um, three deltas. So I, I'm extremely happy with that. That that's actually very low for me. Um, I, I remember shooting the Florida sectional this year. What well, I think I had like 11 or 12 or 17 it was something crazy like it, it was a, a number that i was so so yeah so here's a good example your hits you had 172 alpha 55 charlie four delta six mike and i had 192 alpha 40 charlie four delta now let's go to the sectional right because two deltas yeah so the sectional i, I shot significantly where, where's the sectional at no i shot pretty good i had all the mag problems I'll even add, I would add Sunshine State would be the one I want to add. Sectional was after. So you were you were 238, 37 Charlies, 12 Deltas, two mics, one no-shoot, and a procedural. That was sectional, right? Yeah. Yep. I went 226, 52 Charlies, 10 Deltas, and one mic. So the Deltas really upset me after walking off that state, after leaving that match. Nationals mm -hmm. this year, haha. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the things that, uh, dude, nationals for me in general, I had, I still hadn't figured out like what the hell I was doing, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. So like oh, the, in nationals, I shot 16 deltas. Two you're bleeding points. No shoots. Well, yeah. the four no shoots. Remember, this is no practice. This is your gun too. Right. No practice, not even really using the gun, not getting used to it. I went straight out of carry optics directly into that. Not, you know, just not shooting anywhere near the level I am now with mm -hmm. the open gun. So it, it's just a completely different platform to get used to. But, you know, I, I still shoot the way I shoot. Right. But it was the mistakes that I was making is is the, the biggest problem I had. Like good examples, like I had 16 deltas. OK, I had two mics which wasn't terrible but the four no shoots was a hundred percent from grip mm -hmm. where i was driving the gun down driving the gun down driving the gun down 
come and go into a gun that has a thumb rest that I've never, I never use. Right. Th those are all things that start to, no, no, you definitely, and you definitely had. Yeah, for sure. But so that after leaving that match, that was it for me, bro. That, that was it. That was, I am going to, that's getting cleaned up. Um, I noticed, I, I heard, um, Christian Seiler walk away from a practice session that at nationals this year. And I remember hearing him say, uh, okay, the gun's tracking great. It's going straight up and straight down. I don't think I have ever walked away from a session and thought of that. So when I walked away from that session, I was like, or listening to him say that, I was like, all right, that's, that's it. From now on, that's what I'm paying attention to. That's what you should be looking at. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about it. What, what is important? Why does that matter? And again, these are all things that you have to pay attention to details. That's important. I mean, you have to think about how does the gun work? The gun works up and down. When the gun goes left and right and up and down at the same time, whose fault is that? That's, that's the shooter's fault. That's the shooter's fault. So now I start, again, I'm always looking for an answer. Well, what is the one thing that I have 100% control over in this sport? You're shooting. Me, <laughs> myself, I control the shooting. I control the grip. I control the reloads. I control my ammo, right? I mean, all of those things are controlled by me. So there's no excuse for anything if I don't do well but me right? I am the problem. So when you go back and you start looking at your shooting, that needs to be the number one answer. The number one answer is you, you are the problem at the end of the day. So in this match, so I went back to carry optics nationals. Now I shot 13 Delta. All right. 13 Delta. So again, my deltas weren't as bad as I thought they were. I thought they were much higher than that but I think I had been shooting a lot of deltas before that. So I really kind of started to focus on cleaning that stuff up at nationals, but I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't quite there, you know? So like this match, I sh I think I had the fastest time at the Florida sectional. Let me look here real quick. I'm pretty sure I had the, the, the fastest time um, high overall. Let's see, where is that at? The uh, bah, 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 Florida sectional, no nope, state championship, right? Florida state. Yeah. There it is. State championship. All right. So my total time was, let me go to 114. So less car, but that doesn't always mean it's the, I don't, I'm see if they can change here's just time only. So that, no, they're adding the penalties in there when you do that though. So my time, Lescar was 120. I was 114. He had one mic. I had six mics and that procedure obviously missing. So guys, I <laughs> this is a great example of some of the things that I talk about all the time with speed. All right. This is one of the things I talk about all the time with speed. When you shoot matches and you don't give yourself a chance to win, you don't win. So my total time was 114.62, all right? Lescar's time was 120.62. Congratulations to him, by the way. He is now the new Florida State champ. That's awesome. Congratulations. His hits 
were 182 alpha. I had 172. So I'm about 10 off the pace. I had, he had 54 Charlies. I had 55 Charlies. He had, so, so listen to those numbers, guys. I was 10 alphas down, but I was five seconds faster, six seconds faster. All right. I had 54 Charlie. He, he had 54. I had 55 Charlie. Three deltas for him, four deltas for me. He had one mistake, one mic. I had six <laughs> and a procedural. So two of those mics and me, the procedural, were on one single target. So I still had a chance to win, and I shot shitty. I did not shoot my best match. Why? How was I able to do that? I kept the pace. I stayed aggressive. I cannot emphasize that enough to shooters. You have to stay aggressive. It's time divided by points, divided by hits. You wow. have and you still got to focus on on your hits on your A zone. You got to do it like what you do, and and but put yeah, that down. Like an A. But listen. Could you imagine right now, let's just say I was a C-class shooter, all right, or, or a C-class shooter, but I'm five, because right now I'm five seconds faster than one of the best GMs in the world, right? Six seconds faster in this match, right? Now, again, he might not have shot a great match either. Right? This isn't about me being better than him. This uh, It's just in general, Just this is just general talk for all the people out there who like to hate and talk shit. <laughs> I was six seconds yeah. faster than be, faster than one of the best GMs in the world. Okay. If I was a C class shooter and I'm 10 seconds faster, right. than the, the next C class shooter, but I have a little bit worse hits, not terribly worse, right? Like I have 10 less alphas. Then you're going to be on top. You're going to win. You're going to be on top. You're going to win. It's, it's just how it is. You're going to win. It's you, you have to go. You have to go. And how do you go? How do you go? Be willing to suck embrace the suck i say this all the time in my insider circle embrace the suck the best thing guys and and, and i don't say this a lot publicly because <laughs> i can't stand it internally the best thing that could have happened to me was to lose this match because now i'm pissed off and now i'm motivated to be the best shooter this year it's the best thing that could have happened to me. I, I, I never lose interest in shooting. I never lose interest in coaching. I love it. I, 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 I will probably do this the rest of my life. I really enjoy this game. I enjoy coaching this game. I really, really enjoy this game. But I took a break this year that I usually don't, and I felt like it helped me a little bit. I needed it. But coming off being sick, it's, it's been kind of hard to go get the dry, the dry fire gun. <laughs> I yeah. haven't wanted to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. wanted to pick it up. I just, I just haven't wanted to. I just haven't been in the let's get better mode, right? I got a match coming up here on February 20th. I'm about to pick it up for that. I'll have at least one or two practice sessions before that match comes. Yep, I, got will the not, I will not make the same mistakes because I'll feel better, obviously. Well, I hope I, I don't get sick again, <laughs> but uh, I will definitely feel better for the next match. But again, it doesn't matter. I didn't, it didn't matter that I felt shitty. It didn't matter that I wasn't 100%. But 
my fundamentals and everything took over. They still have to be there. Yeah. They took mm -hmm. over, dude. I, the, I went into overdrive on a lot of those stages where I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I did good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I, I remember going back and looking at my draw on those stages. My, my classifier stage, I shot it in five seconds. I had a 160 draw on a target that was four yards. That's not my draw. <laughs> That's dude. I don't even have a 160 draw on a 25 yard piece of steel, small popper. So it, it's like, okay, it's just what it is, right? Did I get down on myself? No, I didn't get mad. You saw me that whole match, dude. I was just like, it's all good, man. I still got a chance. I, I just, you know, I, yeah. I shot terrible on nine, shot great on 10. I remember walking off nine going, well, that might've just cost me the match. But guess what I didn't do? I didn't quit. I didn't leave that match going, oh, or that stage going, oh, you know, I'm down. Yeah. And, you know, I knew I was down at that point. I knew 100% I was down at that point because I was looking at the scores and I'm going, all right, cool. Nine sucked. That one hurt really bad. I think I, 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 think I had a four hit factor. Everybody else was a seven or eight. That's a huge number, but I think it was only like a 60-point stage. Or it was a low point. Yes, yeah, low points. You didn't bleed that many points. Yeah. I got lucky. I'll yeah, say yeah. that. I got lucky. Right. I didn't, but, but again, when you're shooting against the best shooters in the world, right? Chris Tilly is one of the top shooters, Lescar, Ian McPherson. These guys are some of the best shooters in the world that we're shooting against. You can't drop 30 points. <laughs> you just can't. It's, it's very hard to come back from that period. Like I, I, I remember listening to JJ and, and uh, Christian kind of go back and forth a little bit on, on um, Instagram about how, you know, JJ posted something about how he had a once, you know, one point lead or a small lead or whatever. And Christian came back and was obviously, I'm pretty sure they were just joking around with each other about how he had a, uh, he was only down by a slim margin of one point, right? Well, one point, that's nothing. You know what I mean? That's, that's literally a Delta or a Charlie. Crazy. You know, that's nothing. Yeah. But if let's just say you drop 30 points, all of a sudden now the person that's 30 points down has to start hu hustling. They got to start working. They got to put the work in. They can't just sit back and hope the other guy makes a mistake. You got to push a little bit. Yep. So dude, I, I, we'll end the podcast on this subject right now. Cause it, it kind of just segued right into it. This is kind of something that happens to you a little bit. And this match, I really heard it verbally out of your mouth when you were like, Oh man, I got second on this stage. I got second on this stage. I got second on that stage. And you were getting a lot of seconds, 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 seconds. And what did I say to you? That's awesome, dude. But why aren't you getting first? You got to push. You got to go. You got to push. You got to push. Now, what's the risk of pushing? Right? Let's, let's go through that. What's the risk of pushing? You don't do well? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you good with a third place finish? No. No. Okay. So then why? What's third and fifth difference? A trophy? Yeah, yeah. Which... No, this is okay, dude, you have a different mindset. Like I do about this sport, but there are guys that have never played this game. So we're talking to those guys right now. First is all there is. Yeah. I, I, I know that's, I know that some people don't understand that part. They don't, they don't get that, but nobody <laughs> wants a second place trophy. No, I, I was telling Michael Guerrero at the sectional, when I had all those mag problems, I'm like, a second place, eh? I go, this is going to go right in the freaking garbage. <laughs> but again, it's it's not a – and I don't want anyone to think that I am being disrespectful towards no. someone who wins a trophy. Dude, nope. Nope. three 
is phenomenal. It really is. Like if I was to win top three at nationals at my level, you better damn well believe that I am going to be very pleased with myself, with the talent that we're shooting against. There is some freaking amazing shooters out there right now. Guys yeah. are taking the sport to the next level that nobody knows about. Right. But I'm not going to walk away from that and go, hell yeah, I'm the, I'm good. Nope. I'm going to be yeah. pissed. I want to know what I didn't do that someone yeah. else did do what did I lack in my preparation that created something that a, a hole in my game while, while the heat was on. Right. That's something that I, I don't talk about a whole lot, but my preparation for matches is very important to how I shoot matches. Well, my preparation for this match being sick was this much. <laughs> so, so expectations shouldn't have been as high as they are, but every time I hit the field and get onto those, get onto those stages, I expect to be the best. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Yep. If you truly want to win something. Yep. Yep. So when I hear, Oh man, yeah, dude, I did good. I got second. I got second. I got second. I did not hear. I got to pick it up a little bit. I'm just a little bit off the pace. I didn't hear that. Now, that's not to say you didn't say that in your own head, but I, you know, I'm the guy who has to hear that. Like me personally, I'm literally walking away and go, dude, get your shit together. You can't drop any more stupid ass points. You, you're the best out here. Let's go get it together. Work it. Work. Even though I felt like shit, I was still like, let's go. I'm still the best shooter out here. I didn't dude, And that's, that's just the winner's mentality. That's not a cockiness. That's that you have to have that. I, I don't know any super bowl champion, any world series champion that went out there and go, well, I hope we win guys. So, yeah. you know, the other team's yeah. pretty good. Like get the hell out of here. People get so butthurt when you talk about being confident in yourself. I don't get it. You should be that way. By the way, I had one of my students take, he just got master Jim Havens from texas and uh, hold on i want to i want to make sure i quote him exactly because it was awesome and i i really enjoy this and i know some people don't enjoy you know trash talk but i don't care <laughs> hold on let me find it right here so one of my students jim havens goes i uh huge task done tom castro i'm coming for you he just made master in in um carry opt or no oh my god i didn't see that just kidding he just made gm <laughs> nice that is awesome so he made since he's joined my program he went from uh he went from a class to master to gm that is man i i can't believe i didn't see that for some reason i thought he made master that is now i'm even happier that is awesome. So that was one of his goals though. Right. And he has busted his ass to get there. I, I don't even think he's been in the program for more than six months. He took a class with me in Texas and he told me, he said, he, that was one of the things that was the coolest thing about that class was I got a lot of my insider circle guys came out and shot that class mm -hmm. for the first time. I met a lot of those guys for the first time. And he was like, this class solidified everything that you were talking about in those videos. He goes, those videos make so much sense now because I physically showed him how important they were. So now that he had all of the, and that was the other thing that was really cool about him coming to the class. He knew all those drills. So when he got up there, I could fine tune the things that he needed to get better yeah, was, instead of yeah. teaching him something completely foreign. 
So it was one of the things like when people ask me now, Hey, do you think it's important to be in your insider circle? Yes, I do. Because you're going to get a, a leg up now. Like if I was to go to a JJ class, I would probably be learn a lot more because I've already learned a lot of the things that he taught. So now when he teaches the same thing, if he taught the same thing, I would be, the critique would be better from him. Right. Yeah. It would be a better critique now because now it's like, Oh, okay. It's just the details that I'm trying to fix. I'm not trying yeah. to learn a whole nother concept of shooting that I didn't know before. That's why a lot of people do better the second time they take a class with somebody because that first time they're getting just bombarded <laughs> with it's like here information. Take this physics book, figure it out. Right. Well, after, but you know, or here, let me give you the exam uh, before we take the, before you study. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam. And then you're like, uh, okay, now here's a month to study. Now let's take the test and see how you do it. You'll see a totally different result. Right. It's a totally different result, but but yeah, man, that for me personally, that's one of the things that I would like to see change in your game a little bit is it's your mindset, right? Change that mindset of seconds, not good enough. And I, what I mean by that is just stage runs alone. Just, just little, right? Start with that. Not, that's not even about, you know, the, the winning the match. It's all right. All right. I took a second and I took a second. Okay. I got to get it. I got to get, I got to go on this one. I got to win this one here. I got to win the next one, you know, and, and it's not push it's not push harder, right? I mean, it's, it is push harder, but it's not like I'm going to push so hard that I'm out of control. Yeah, you, I'm not going to yeah, shoot you, outside of my level. No, I, think I get you. Make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I'll call it taking chances, but it's not, right? It's, it's just pushing the speed on the same target that you know you're going to get two alphas at a slower pace. Why aren't you doing that at a faster pace kind of attitude, right? Not you in general on this one. It's, it's okay. I can shoot two alphas standing here. All right. I can two sh shoot two alphas walking. Right. All right. I can shoot two alphas semi running <laughs> right now. Oh, okay. I can shoot two alphas hauling ass. That's the progression that you'll eventually go through, but you have to be willing to suck at it that, you know, I, I think that's really, really important to, to kind of get across today. Yep. But yeah, man, congratulations, dude. It's a, Thanks, man. It's a nice trophy in the background over there. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I, uh, I definitely appreciate you helping me and everything you've done because it's that that would not have been possible had it not been for you for sure. 100%. You're, you're a great student, man. It's, it's, it's easy to coach you. It, it is. It's really easy to coach you. It's just, it's hard. You're at a point now where some of the stuff that I coach is, is hard. It's hard. Like it, a lot of the stuff that I'm coaching you now on is mental shit, you know, like, yeah. and, and, but you're an easy person to coach mentally because what you do for a living, <laughs> like you don't let stress get to you. So that's not something that I'm worried. I'm not worried about you forgetting a plan or, or any of that stuff, but mm -hmm. it's to get you outside of that. You, you have to find it at your practices, that next level of speed. Yes. To the point where you yes. feel so uncomfortable, like to the point where you're like, man, I don't know if I can execute this on every stage. Right. Um, kind of feeling. And then after you get there and you shoot like that for a little while and it becomes natural, all of a sudden you'll be like, yeah, I'm faster. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm faster. But one last thing before we get out of here. One thing that I noticed that I, I, I noticed with a lot of shooters, there's one thing that can instantly make you better in this sport. 
It's the in-between non-shooting things that people don't do fast. And I'll bring up one that has zero to do with any kind of gun skills. Running from one array to another array. I do not see, I would say 99% of the people that walk off a stage are not breathing heavy. Why? Yeah. Now, does that mean they're in good shape? Some people, like, you know, like J.J. Ricasso, no, no, no. off huffing and puffing. Yeah, no, but... I, I'm not usually going to walk off a stage huffing and puffing. I'm in pretty good shape for my age. But you, you're going to have... When you walk off a stage and, and you aren't... You don't feel like your legs are taxed or, like, you really put the effort in. A level of effort, yeah. That, that's the number one thing I see when I watch people shoot. The faster you move the shooting will be faster on its own, right? How many times have we talked about that? That first step, do you remember the, the first step drill that I teach all the time on the five mm -hmm. pieces of steel? When you push off hard, you push all off. of a sudden, the shooting goes, compared to when you do a soft push, then it's pop. It sets up your timing. Right, yep. sets up your timing. Yep. So to me, that's one of the things that I... I you know, I, I want to see that's, that's the thing I need to see the most out of most people to really you, you, especially, I, we talked about that a little bit earlier this week. When you go back and watch that video, watch it and really pay attention to, all right, did, was I really burning? Was I really running at my top speed? Because I, again, some people look different. Like Max Michelle doesn't look fast, but he's ridiculous. But he's got long legs, right? Like guys like that have so yeah, yeah, long yeah. legs, and yeah, he makes like, it. Yeah, they, but he doesn't look fast to me at all. But he's fast as hell. He, I mean, he's got some of the best. JJ, JJ looks fast. Like JJ actually, he looks fast when he runs. He runs has a different style. But it's like when you're watching these guys run, like Christian Siler, he doesn't look fast to me at all, and he's super fast. Like his times are ridiculous. So again, it's just it's those things where it's effort. It's all what you put into it. You know what. It, you got 15 seconds of glory. I talk yep. about it all the time. You got 15 seconds of glory. What kind of glory do you want? You want to crash and burn? <laughs> or you want to go out there and put the work in and actually be the badass on the stage? So, all right, man. Uh, where are you going next? What's your next matches? Uh, going to Puerto Rico um, to shoot the Caribbean Open. So I'll see JJ there and uh, some other guys. And then um, we have Florida Open. Yes, sir. So on the 20th. End of February, yeah. So I've got a ton of matches planned. I've got a bunch of classes already scheduled. I have a uh, – I'm going to be going to the Florida Open. will be the only match I do until I'll travel. I don't think I have any matches up before that. Um, obviously, local matches that we do here. But, yeah, uh, and we got to get together because the Gator Classic and some Louisiana, there's some maybe some travel stuff for both of us. So I got to see how that we can work that out. Yeah, I'm, I'll, just, I'll give you a rundown of what I'm doing. I'm going to go to the Florida Open. Then I'm going to um, Texas for a class. Then I have a, cla uh, a match on that class. I'm going to do a match slash class. So we're doing the class on Saturday. And then Sunday, we're going to run the stage, run all the stages together as a group. So I'll walk through the stages. I'll, I'll basically shadow them run the mm -hmm. match with them. And then uh, from there, I go to the uh, Mississippi Classic, I think, is first. Then go to the... Is that the Gator one? Is that the Gator Classic? Or is that the... That's no, not Mississippi the Mississippi is uh, something different. Uh, I don't have it pulled mm -hmm. up. But yeah, Mississippi is a different match. Um, the Gator Classic is in Louisiana, I think. This the other one. Yeah, that's November. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to the uh, South Carolina Sectional. 
after the South Carolina sectional, the weekend after I'm putting a clear yeah, area six. Area six before that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. All right. Yeah. So this dude, April's nuts. April is insane. Yeah, I can't do what you're doing. April, yeah. area six area is six. good for me, but I can't do both of those. Yeah, going to area six, then the sectional, then South Carolina, then the the class is the weekend after, two day class, but we're using the South Carolina sectional stages for my class. So I'm super excited about that because, you know, anytime you get to run a stage over again, that's huge. It's awesome because you're gonna learn a lot. I yeah, can really teach people, especially yeah. guys who have shot that match, I can really like, all right, look run your stage plan and then we break it down and fix it and show them where the mistakes and the times. And I mean, I, I really, really enjoy the stage planning part of my class. Then um, from there I go to Illinois. I have a class and I think it's uh, the very end of March or May. Let me look real quick. I don't want to misquote that on the podcast here. Uh, that class is, I'll give you the exact dates. My class. Oh, area six is the ninth and the 10th. The Texas class slash match is the April 22nd and 23rd, 24th or 22nd or 23rd and 24th. Then the South Carolina sectional is the 30th and the 1st of April and May 1st. Then the class is on the 7th and 8th. Then I have the Mississippi classic in May 14th and 15th. Oh my God, dude, this is insane. My schedule right now. Um, then I have the class in June in Illinois. It's going to be the 11th and 12th of June. So um, and then if I can squeeze more stuff in there in between. So hopefully it's, uh, you know, this is a good year. It looks like for classes already. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's going to be a busy year. I hope I'm, I'm hoping that the primer and stuff starts coming around, but I, it doesn't yeah. look it, it doesn't look good at all. It looks like it's getting worse, honestly, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see if they can keep up with us. Uh, I got enough to hold me over for the year, but it's going to, I'm probably going to have to sacrifice some of my live live practice stuff um, yep. and just keep going with the, um, the in, insider video practices and use my bullets for that instead of my own practices. But all right, guys. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the insider circle, feel free to do it. I'll both post up the link in the bottom of the video here. So you guys can check it out. I do all kinds of different things in there. I have a mindset Monday that talks about a lot of the mindset stuff that we go through in this sport. And actually some of the things we touched on, I already have some videos about that are everyday struggles for every shooter that I've ever met, including myself. Then I have some shooting foundation where you go in there and actually the shooting foundation to me is one of the things I'm the most proud of because at the end of the day, this sport is hundred percent about the fundamentals. And then I do a break it down Friday that that's actually become a very big part of my videos uh, because now I'm starting to really break down a lot of videos. If you've seen the videos that I've done on YouTube and on the Instagram where I've posted where I do breakdown videos, I do one of those almost once a week on there. There is a lot of videos already on there. I do comparison videos, you name it. I do it. All right, guys, if you got any questions, hit me up and I'll see you on the range.